Thank you for tuning in to Speaking Candidly with Candace. Today's episode, we're going to talk about relationships and health. My guest today is Debbie Hughes Stanford. She is currently fighting breast cancer, and she has been with her partner for 22 years and just celebrated their 19th anniversary, wedding anniversary. Debbie, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks, Candy, for having me. Well, let's start with the most recent events in your life, and then we'll get into the relationship. But I do want to know personally, because I've known you for a while, um, how is your cancer doing, and how's the treatment? Treat- I haven't really started treatment. Um, I've had two surgeries. One was still me, which they got all the cancer. Uh, the second one, because they had found when they took the tumor out, cancer cells outside of the actual tumor, that they had to go back in and get my one of my lymph nodes, which they called a sentinel lymph node. And that was clear. So that means the cancer has not spread outside my breast cancer. Breast. That is great news. And then I just found out from my oncologist and my radiation oncologist. I'm never sure about that term there, but it's the person who does the radiation and the chemo. I will not have to have chemo. Yeah. And they're going to do a, a, a great candidate for a partial radiation, which means they're going to just bombard the radi- the x-rays and the radiation on the actual tumor site instead of my whole breast, which is a good thing because it means I only have to do five sessions compared to four to six weeks of sessions. No, that's excellent. So, I mean, if you're going to be diagnosed and have to go through that, the less sessions, the better. You found this on a routine mammogram, is that correct? Yes. Um, we've... My husband and I have gone through a lot since April 2020. And last year, we went through a bunch of stuff, and my mammogram was scheduled for August. Normal yearly mammogram. Um, I had breast cancer 19 years ago, so I have to go every year. So in August, I had my knee replaced. And we also decided to move at the same time. So mammogram went out my mind. I didn't even bother. And came January, I said, oh, I forgot my mammogram. And scheduled appointment, went in and was diagnosed with breast cancer. I fully believe that if I had done it in August, like I normally would, they would not have found it. And it would have been worse come this August. So in terms of size... What they spotted was what? They size? thought they, when they spotted it and told me, they said it was four millimeters. So really, really, really tiny. When they went in to do the lumpectomy, it ended up being 14 millimeters. Whoa. So it could have, like I said, come August of this year, if I had scheduled it normally, it might have been a lot larger. I might have felt it. I'm, you know, um, it was considered a solid tumor, so it should not have spread. But uh, they did find cancer cells when they went in outside the region where they thought the tumor was. So they went back. I went back in and had a lump, a sentinel node removed, which is the first node that your veins drain into. I guess that's I'm probably, the nurses and doctors are probably yelling, going, no, that's not what you say, (laughs) what they call it. But anyway, it's the sentinel node. It's the first node. And that was completely clear. So it did not spread out on my breast. As far as knock wood, as far as we know. 
Thank goodness. Now, you said you had cancer 19 years ago? 19 years ago on the other breast. On the other breast. Okay, so now they're even. Sorry. No, not right, quite. Not to make a joke out of something no, that's not a quite. serious they're subject. Not gonna be so, I'll call it just disappointing me. They, will, they won't be symmetrical. They're never symmetrical. <laughs> I don't think in life they're ever... Unless you get a boob job and then... She they asked are. me if I wanted to go for, you know, to, you know, to do that. She said, I got a good plastic surgeon. I said, it's okay. I can live with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you're doing well. You look well. Thank you. You said you feel pretty good. Yeah, I've not had a bad, other than just, you know, depression because of all this, I have not really felt ill the whole time. Yeah. Matter of fact, I literally said to my surgeon, this is an interruption in my yeah. life. It's a blump. So one of the things I really like about you is you always have a positive attitude. Thank you. I don't I think believe I, that. But I, well, maybe you do it behind closed doors, which a lot of us do. We kind of have our own pity parties or whatever behind closed doors. But when you're out in the public, you always seem very happy. And I know when I met you, you had some knee issues. Yes. And you were having trouble with that. And then you had it replaced, right? I had it replaced in August, and it's doing so much better. I am so glad to hear that. Um, and matter of fact, I, it, it will go since we're talking health. I had my knee replaced in August. It's doing great. In January we had that stupid ice storm. I'm on a dry pavement. Um, it, as you know, I have a dog named Foggy. Happened to see my friend who was driving up. I waved to her. Foggy pulled me one way. I turned around. Ended up spinning around. Beaks. And fell on the bad, what I call the bad knee or the old knee. It swelled up. I was able to walk, so I knew I didn't break anything. Um, I just saw my orthopedic surgeon because my knee just continued to hurt. My bad knee continued to hurt. The new knee was doing great. Um, and they took x-rays of both knees. I did not do anything damage to my knee. They gave me a cortisone shot. So now that knee doesn't hurt. And she looked at the other, the x-ray for the knee, for the new knee, and that knee looks great. So I'm... Um, so you're doing good. I'm doing good. I'm walking again. So that's the... <laughs> Here's my question. We, you know, we talked about you have some depression episodes during this. Do you think you're... De- or do you know if your depression is situational? Or do you have ongoing depression in your family? It's situational. Yeah. Um, Jason, uh, my husband, um, has depression from anxiety. Um... And with, like you said, you were talking about health issues. When I met Jason, um, he had already lost his colon. I met Jason when he was 25. He lost his colon when he was 18. Oh, wow. Um, they replumbed him, as he, they, <laughs> they, he says in quotes. Um, so everything is internal still. Because um, of that, he has other issues. He can't eat certain foods and so on and so forth. Um, and... Occasionally has blockages, abscess, and so on. And he holds in his worries, his anxiety. And April 2020, he had a heart attack. He was 42 years old. Which is so young for a heart attack. Yeah. Um, He has had a stent put in since then. And... He went into a major depression right before that in Christmas time, because and I fully believe it was working full time trying to become a nurse. He had a heart attack. He graduated with his nursing degree. Yay! Um, he was doing better. 
and um, come my, and I you talk about me going, um, um, <laughs> c- c- come June, of, uh, no, it was July, he had a migraine that presented as a stroke. Wow. He lost all feeling on one side. 24 hours, 48 hours later, he, it came, started to come back. His leg, he couldn't use his leg. And Candy, you and I are old neighbors. We know about the shooting down the street. Right. Well, that was the time I normally would have walked the dog. He was in, Jason was in the hospital. I was about to take the dog out for a walk, come out and find police tape all over my house. That was when we decided we should move. As much as we liked the neighborhood. I didn't realize that that was the straw that broke the camel's back or made you move. Yes, it was. That was the last of the series of things that were going on in the neighborhood, including with with us. Right. We do live in a very interesting neighborhood, very multicultural, diverse, which I'm used to living in New York. But I want to talk more about relationships and your relationship with Jason. Okay. Um, There is an age difference there. Yes, there's 15 years. And you are the senior. I am the senior. Um, Met Jason when he was 25. I was 40. Um, A friend who now lives in Maryland um, uh, matched us up, played matchmaker. Just kept inviting both of us to be at the same place at the same time. And the, the the story we tell everybody is that he delivered a TV set to my house. And we got to know each other. And about a, six months to a year later, we started dating, dating exclusively with each other. Finally co- convinced my ex-husband to divorce me because my ex-husband was living with his girlfriend but had no desire to do the paperwork. And soon after I got divorced, Jason proposed. And January, five months before we were getting married, that's when I got diagnosed with breast cancer again. For the oh, first wow. time. So five months before I got married, I had to go through the breast cancer and so on. I did give Jason the out. I told him, you know, you're welcome to leave. And he says, I'm marrying you for richer or poorer sickness or health. And he goes, if you can have, you can have one breast, two breasts, three breasts, but no more, or zero breasts. You can't have more than that. You know, you can't have more than three. How can you not love a guy after that? Yeah. So we finished our radiation. I finished my radiation with that. Again, I didn't have to have chemo. Again, it was found by a mammogram. Again, it was small. Um, and I finished radiation a week before we got married. And I walked down the aisle. Amazing. And you two are such a sweet couple. Thank you. Um, you seem to get along great. You seem to have great respect for each other. Yes. Um, what is it like to be married to a, a much younger man. I'm going to say 15 years is considered a much younger man. Would you agree? I agree with that. Um, there were, he and I have a lot in common with each other. And it's surprising enough. And I think that's, um, people's look, like you said, I have a very positive attitude and so on. Um, people look at me as young at heart. Exactly. Uh, I'm in my 60s. And, but I'm willing to go on a cruise. I'm willing to travel. I'm willing to, I'm starting to, well, as Candy saw today, I have a brand new lime green Jeep because I wanted a fun toy to play with. Um, I decided that this year was the year that I was going to start going outside my box a little bit, my comfort zone, just a little bit. I thought you already lived your life outside your comfort zone. No, I'm very, I'm very boxed in. 
Um, there are certain things I do and certain things I enjoy, but at the same time, I, um, that doesn't look, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but Jason's fairly adventurous. Jason's very adventurous. He will go and, you know, walk the, we go on a cruise and he'll go walk the streets of, of downtown and I, I won't do that with him. You know, he says, you know, if it's my time, it's my time. It's how he looks at it. And with all his health problems, yeah. That's how, you know, and I finally decided that that's how I was going to live with life also. So, so I don't know, back in the day uh, when you two got together, was the term cougar around? No, though my friends do tease me now that I was the queen of the cougars because I started it all. How do you, how do you feel about that term? I don't like the term. Why not? Um, cougar to me is somebody who stalks. Ah. I never stalked. Right. I never, I dated guys uh, right after my divorce or separation at that time. Dated guys who were my age and older. Dated guys who were younger than me. I dated people because I liked them. So you date the person and the personality, not the age. Right. Right. So what was it about Jason's personality that attracted you to him? He made me laugh. Yeah. He made me laugh. He made me smile. Um, he treated me much better than my ex ever did. Even even at the beginning of our my exes and my life with each other, um, I'm not treated like a queen, but he treats me with respect, which is I think all one can hope for when you're in a relationship. Yep. Uh, speaking about respect, and you're going out to a restaurant with him, and I think I was there once when someone thought maybe you were his mother. <laughs> not very respectful or complimentary. How, how, how does that feel to you? And I think oh, you just shrug it off. We've gotten to the point where we, um, Jason will say something like, incest is best. <laughs> um, I, I really have said, they'll, I've actually been asked by people in the store, could your son help us with something? And I look around and I say, did I have kids? Because I have no kids. And, or is my dog here? And, you know, they'll point to Jason. Right. I said, oh, you mean my husband? Right. And at the hospital, uh, we have taught many a resident never to assume that the person there with white hair is the mother of the patient. That is a good lesson for all of us to learn. Because uh, I've seen now that a lot of the residents will say, and you're in re- uh, you are related to him how? And well, that's a fair question for anybody, whether you have white hair or not hair, right. and you're with the person, because you don't know until you ask. Right. Um, I've actually said, you know, you uh, walked into the hospital room, ER, whatever, and um, they've said, oh, your mother's here. And Jason has said, she came down from Detroit? <laughs> you know. Um, Could be confusing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like, I'm not his mother. You know, I'm, I, you know, some days treat him like I'm his mother, but I'm not his mother, you know. <laughs> so you've been, you, you've been together 22, married 19. Yeah. What do you think has been your success in this relationship? Communication, respect, um, treating each other as people should, you know, as friends. Um, He's the person I want to talk to the first thing in the morning. He's the first person I want to say goodnight to at night. Aww. Um, it's, it's, we, 
we want to share good things and bad things with each other. Right. It's, um, he's my friend. He's my best friend. I imagine that there, it can't be all roses all the time. Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> so give us an example. And, and I believe that some relationships are ruined by the way people fight. Do you fight? Do either of you fight dirty? No. So you sit down and have a calm discussion or are there people or there's some... Oh, there's up and downs and screaming and yelling occasionally and so on. And one will walk away and come back and then we, then we kind of breathe and what, we talk. What about the saying, never go to bed angry? I don't believe in that. So I've, got, I've got the bed angry at him. Yeah. Um, we've had a contentious... I have a contentious relationship with his sister. We're getting better. She and I are getting better. Because she had made some really bad choices in her life. Um, and she's doing really well now. So I mean, we're talking when she was a teen. And uh, I, that was one of our fights. And I literally said one day, we were on the phone. And I said, don't come home. If you're going to go, go rescue her again. And he said, really? And I went, really? He came home that night. Huh. He didn't go rescue her. So that's been an ongoing situation? It's, not, it's much, you know, it's no longer that. This is, right. like I said, this is when we first were together and so on. I, you know, I just put my foot down. I said, this is, you know, you can't just continue rescuing her. You were married previously to Jason, yes. right? Yeah. One marriage, two marriage? One. Okay. One. Not so this is not my second marriage. Not that I'm judging. I'm yeah. just at yeah. trying to get the picture yeah. straight and clear. Yeah, I was married 20, we separated in our, our 20th year. And what happened with that marriage, if I might ask? Um, I did he ask. cheated on me okay. with a good friend of mine. Ooh. She's still with him, as far as I know. And insult to injury. Yeah. Um, she, he tried, he, we got married too young. We were both much you know, immature. Right. We were in our tw- early 20s, but we were immature. Both of us, he was an, a, the oldest boy to a Filipino mother. His brother was mentally retarded. Mm. Uh, I guess you don't use that term anymore, but he was. He, you know. Well, back in the day, that was the term that, that was, they yeah. used. Yeah, he had a, um, a mental age about eighteen months. Um, autistic and so on. Right. Um, they spoiled. She spoiled him, and then in turn spoiled my ex-husband. Um, I was the youngest child of three. My two brothers are. Thirteen and sixteen years older than I am, so I was an wow. I was an oops. My mother didn't expect to be pregnant at age of thirty-eight. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, when we came together and left, you know, got married and so on, we were really not old enough to get married yeah. mentally. Right, but you stayed together. Twenty years is a long time to stay together. Yeah, because we both were lonely. I after I got a chance to look at it. Um, and I also got a chance to look at how he treated me. I was verbally abused throughout. I'm sorry. Up and down throughout. And it took me a long time to get over that. Um, you know. When we talk a lot about abuse in relationships, and most of the time we're talking about physical abuse, but there is that emotional abuse. Yes. My question is, do you think you overlooked it or accepted it because it was something back in your family in your relationships? Um, I don't think it was my family. I think I kind of grew into I have to 
I have to please him. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, I know my parents spoiled, spoiled me, but at the same time, I never, I ne- they never, I never lost respect for them, vice versa. They never treated me like, you have to do this. Right. Do your best, as my mother or my dad would always tell me. Where my ex-husband, you're, you're too fat. You're too skinny. You know, you laugh too much. You're too outspoken. You're too boisterous. Um, wow. You dance funny. I don't like to dance. You know, do you sing funny? You know, it was always an insult. And when I finally was able to remove myself from that and look at his family, his mother was the same way. And his aunts were the same way. Now, they, that's the Filipino side of that, you know, that family. And literally looked at it and went, wow. That's why it took me so long to accept me for me mentally and healthily. But that had to do something to your psyche. Oh, it did. Oh, God. I always felt like I was a half an inch tall. Um, Even with Jason, it took a number of years where he, you know, literally said, he said, I am not my ex-husband's name. But I'm like thinking, how do you overcome that and rebuild your confidence? You have somebody who says, I am not. (laughs) You are not. Yeah. You are beautiful. You are fun. And then as I met friends and so on that were not part of that group, you know, people said, you you know, you are good. You are confident. You are strong. Um, uh, I have friends who... Back then, when I actually left and was starting to recover from the, you know, from the verbal abuse and so on, I had a friend tell me, welcome back. Yeah. Because we've been missing the depths. And a lot of people saw it on the outside. And later, they told me, we saw it. But you defended him any time we said something to you about it. See, now that's interesting because... I think it's good in a relationship to defend your partner and to stick up for your partner. But do you think you were defending him because you really were not aware of it? Yes, I was not aware. It's because he had done such a good job of, I want to use the word and I'm going to say it wrong, manipulating my brain. Right. And his mother did the same thing to the point that I was... Okay, this is this is me. This is how people look at me. So, and that's the whole thing about mental health. It's it's partly well, it's mostly in the brain, but there's chemicals, yeah. and they react to words and thoughts and thinking. But obviously, you're not that same person now. No. Have you ever gone to therapy? Or anything? Yes, you went, have. I went to therapy for about six months right after my divorce or after my separation, and then I found. I don't know why. I was, I was put on an antidepressant drug. Pro, good old Prozac. I think we all know it well. <laughs> Maybe not personally, but it's a very familiar brand. Yeah, um, and it caused me to have anxi- more anxiety. So I weaned myself off that uh, with my doctor's permission and so on. And I said, I'm still depressed. I need something. And I had a friend who lived in Maryland who actually was an acupuncturist, called her one day and said, do you 
got anybody down here in Charlottesville that you would recommend? Otherwise, I'd go drive up to Maryland to see you. And she goes, no, because we are friends. I don't treat my family and friends. Right. She goes, uh, unless they really, really need it. She said, but let me look. And she gave me this name of a lady who lived here in town. Um, went in to see her. And she brought me out of my depression. Um, I fully believe acupuncture is wonderful. It's, you know, I don't use it as often as I should. But uh, I have had quite good experiences with acupuncture myself. Uh, yeah. I totally believe in the alternative methods. Yes. I also believe in the traditional methods. Yes. I think, and having this conversation with you, it's, it's the other thing that I really enjoy about our friendship and that you are so candid and open. And I think having the, being so self-aware is a huge part of getting better. Oh yeah, uh, I fully believe once I've, once I've started having the weird dreams that the acupuncturist was pushing my buttons for, I guess is the best way to say it with, with the needles, um, and realizing that I had a life that I didn't have to be what that person thought I was. You know, I could be a good friend to people. Um, I remember sitting down with my dog at that time. Um, her name was Clarabelle. And we're, there was a big mirror that, my, uh, that I had put in my mirror in my bedroom. And we're sitting there and I'm staring at myself in the mirror and looked at the dog and looked at me and I went, so it's probably just gonna be us two for a while. How do you like that idea? I said, I like that idea. I'm happy to be by myself. And she just kind of looked at me, you know, typical dog. And I decided that I was going to go and enjoy life. So how long were you by yourself before you met Jason? Gee, God. Technically, I met Jason the January. I said, my ex and I got divorced, separated year 2000. That January, I met Jason because Jason worked at Crutchfield. I remember. And he sold the radio that went into my Pathfinder. He, uh. We didn't realize that to a couple of years later when we were together and we had to replace the radio and he went back to see who, who the salesperson was <laughs> and it was him. Um, so I knew Jason then. It wasn't to the fall of 2000 that my friend started to invite us to you know, go out together. And she, she had become my drinking buddy. You know, if I had a bad night with my ex, you know, because of a phone call or whatever, I could call her up and say, hey, are you working tonight? What time are you getting off? Okay, I'll see you. Meet you at the Outback. And we used to go, to, we had a, two seats in the Outback bar that the bartender knew. If I showed up, he had two beers waiting for us. You know, one for him, one, one for her, one for me. So fall of 2000, and like I said, we started really seriously dating spring of 21 and he moved in summer of 21 kind of sort of fast in sort a way. of fast uh, but people said they watched me glow um that's nice you know when i when i brought somebody to a party and it wasn't him my friends pulled me to the side and said where's this guy we want to meet him i was like give me a chance you know right. Right. I'm not sure about it. I'm dating others, you know. And I brought him to the party. And, of course, everybody fell in love with him. So, you know. Speaking about bringing him to meet other people, 
What was it like when you brought him to meet your parents? Um, he flew down to Florida and met my parents uh, Christmas weekend, one of the Christ- Christmas time. Um, Did they already know that he was a bit younger? Yes. Matter of fact, my... <laughs> Okay, as I said, I have brothers who are much older. So my parents were much older than I, you know. Right. They were, you know, 38 and 45 when I was born. So dad had the old man attitude. Okay, he's, he's and Jason's a Canadian by birth. The only reason why Jason's dating you and wants to marry you if he wants to get married to you, because he wants to get the green card. Oh my gosh. And I said, and this is on the phone, because I talk to my dad, mom and dad, at least once or twice a week. And I said, Dad, he already has a green card. Oh. Well, why would he want to date an older woman? You know? Oh, that's awful. Well, it, it was my father. He was trying to look out for me. And I said, Daddy, it's, we like each other. And my mom says, well, it, you know, it's Ned, you know, that's my father. You, you know, look, think about our friends who are, you know, seniors. And sometimes, you know, a senior might be 70 and she might be 56. Right. You know, or vice versa, you know. So why not have her date somebody who makes her happy? So um, my parents fell in love with Jason almost immediately. Okay, and I've got to ask, we're getting close to running out of time, but I have to ask, how did his parents feel about the relationship? Both of them, since they're only a few years older than I am, um, <laughs> I think it's seven and ten years difference between our ages, um, did the same thing that my parents did. They said the same thing. You make each other happy. You make the room glow when you two are together. Man, I have got to end on that good note. I love ending a podcast and an interview on a positive note. Um, so with that, I will thank you for being my guest today, Debbie. And um, I hope I hope I answered all the questions you needed to answer. I think you did. And I hope that the audience can relate to your story and maybe get little nuggets here and there. And for all those listening, remember, every cloud has a silver lining. Stay healthy. Stay well.